Hi, this is Tom Fox, and today I'd like to talk about the food that we eat and how it affects our health. I constantly hear people say, you just need to eat right. Well, what does that actually mean? Let me start with some scientific observations about nutrition. According to Science America, our species is not designed to subsist on a single optimal diet. What is remarkable about human beings is the extraordinary variety of what we eat. We have been able to thrive in almost every ecosystem on the earth, consuming diets ranging from almost all animal foods among the population of the Arctic to primarily tubers and grains among the population of the Andes. This highlights the fact that because of our unique genetics, no two people are identical. Furthermore, research from the Beltsville Human Nutrition Research Center states that there are significant variations in the way each of us metabolizes food based on tens of thousands of chemicals that make up our microbiomes. Difference in height, body fat, liver size, and stress hormones, even gut microbes, can influence the energy required to maintain our body's basic functions. It has been shown that between two people of the same sex, weight, and age, their energy may differ by up to 600 calories a day. In addition, a cardiologist from the Tufts University newsletter states that the foods we eat affect our brain's reward system, insulin levels, microbiome, and our fat cell function. The National Academy of Science states that discussions about food are not always made rationally or logically. Rather, they may happen unconsciously and in a very emotional way. We need to understand that food not only provides physical nourishment, but emotional and psychological nourishment as well. We need to think about food as it fits into our personal lifestyle. Healthy eating needs to come together like a puzzle where all the parts fit together to provide nutritional well-being. Another area we need to examine is food socialization, which involves a process by which people learn about food. Recent research found that food likes and dislikes are mostly established by age five. Attitudes about food begin early within one's family. For instance, if you were raised on home-cooked meals, you may find that you naturally crave healthy food. On the other hand, if your busy family regularly ate sugary cereal for breakfast, chicken nuggets for lunch, and fast food after soccer practice as your normal dinner, well, switching to a healthier diet might seem alien. I think we can all agree to some extent that we are confused about nutrition. According to the International Food Information Council survey, half the population believes it's easier to do one's own taxes than to figure out how to eat right. It's been my experience that when I mention nutrition to someone, there are basically three responses. The most frequent is that people tend to tune out. They've been exposed to so much confusing information about nutrition that they don't want to discuss it. Next are the individuals that hold unfounded beliefs in food. I had the opportunity to speak to an obese woman about nutrition and her health. She told me it was too hard to get healthy nutrition because she could not get raw milk. Raw milk, really? That's the key to counter obesity? Here is a woman who's clearly having health issues and has trouble even walking a few blocks. And her feelings about nutrition and health are that they'd be okay if she could just get raw milk. Unfortunately, this represents many of the people I speak with. They focus on off-the-wall nutritional information and feel that it is the reason that they are overweight and unhealthy. When I mentioned fruits and vegetables to this woman, she told me organic fruits and vegetables are too expensive 
and the others are all genetically modified. She therefore would never eat them. However, the National Academy of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, the European Commission, the World Health Organization, the American Medical Association, the American Association of Advanced Science, all say genetically modified foods are safe to consume. Furthermore, every study that's ever been done on fruits and vegetables has been shown that they reduce the risk of heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and some cancers. The last group are people who really want to eat healthy and are eager for simple and uncomplicated information, allowing them to modify their current diets to help prevent chronic disease. I hope the following information will help provide that information. Bear in mind that the latest research found that the U.S. population purchases its food in a variety of locations, including supermarkets, convenience stores, schools, and the workplace. This research found that although dietary quality varies somewhat from the setting where food is obtained, overall, no matter where the food is obtained, the diet quality of the U.S. population does not meet the recommended requirements for vegetables, fruits, dairy, and whole grain. Likewise, it exceeds other recommendations for sodium, saturated fat, refined grains, and sugar. The good news is that healthy eating patterns are adaptable. Individuals have more than one way to achieve a healthy eating pattern. This approach can be tailored to the individual's social, cultural, and personal preferences. Because of our unique genetics, each of us has a preferred fuel. Clearly, the food you eat can have a significant effect on your health. Due to genetic variations, some individuals function better on certain eating patterns than others. The latest research from the 2015-2020 Dietary Guidelines recommend that we look at our overall eating pattern rather than key in on a single nutrient. This is an outgrowth of the nutritional science that recognizes there are synergistic and cumulative impacts of various nutrients. Research indicates that the majority of the population is not getting enough vitamin D, calcium, potassium, and fiber, while consuming too much solid fat, sugar, and sodium. However, instead of an individual nutrient, the goal is to establish a healthy eating pattern. For instance, if you eat more fruits, vegetables, and whole grains, you will get more fiber and potassium. Consuming low-fat dairy like yogurt will provide calcium with vitamin D, a synergistic nutrient that is essential for absorbing calcium. But beware, these foods can also be offered in a processed form that adds sugar, salt, and fat. For instance, canned fruit and fruit juice may have a high calorie count because of added sugar. Grains, on the other hand, can be refined to the point that many of the essential nutrients, especially fiber, are removed. As I mentioned earlier, healthy eating needs to come together like a puzzle where all the pieces fit to promote health and well-being. So rather than focusing on individual nutrients, current recommendations target a person's eating pattern. These include combinations of food that provide the necessary essential nutrients and are based on your personal preferences without exceeding your individual caloric needs. Again, the latest recommendations from the 2015-2020 Dietary Guidelines state that we should strive to consume more fruits, vegetables, whole grains, seafood, low-fat meat and poultry, nuts, seeds, and legumes, as well as some low-fat dairy. Now that we know what to eat, let's look at the challenge of maintaining a healthy food intake. This is where it gets complicated because there are numerous factors affecting our daily food choices. 
First of all, there are agricultural policies that affect what foods are grown and how they are subsidized. For instance, farmers are offered financial incentive to grow corn. Because of this, we have a lot of corn. The next thing you know, high fructose corn syrup shows up in a lot of processed food. Then there's marketing. The highest monetary return seems to be on processed foods that have a longer shelf life and a higher profitability. Understand that fresh vegetables and fruits tend to have a short shelf life. So we are bombarded by low-nutrition foods that are aggressively marketed and highly incentivized by numerous sales, coupons, and discounts. Let's look at the distribution and availability of our food. If healthy foods are not readily available, we humans will be driven by our inherited genetics to eat what is available. Please understand that we are still genetically wired to be hunter-gatherers and our bodies have several redundant systems to keep us from starving. We have not developed the genetics to seek only healthy food. In fact, when we're hungry, anything that has calories is fair game. If you come home starving, the only thing in your house is chips and sugary soda, your prehistoric genes will drive you to eat, even though you know it's not the best nutrition choice. On a larger scale, you may have heard the term food desert, which refers to an area where there are numerous fast food outlets, but no grocery stores that stock healthy foods. It should come as no surprise that the people living in these areas consume more sugar, fat, salt, and have health problems that go with it. For people to improve their diet and health, they need to have access to high-quality, affordable, healthy foods in an environment where they live, work, learn, and play across their whole lifespan. Next is portion size. Over the past several decades, serving sizes have increased significantly. It appears that during the early 70s, corporations discovered that if they offered larger portion sizes, people would consume more of their product, which equals more profit. Today, almost everything is offered in supersize, from restaurant portions to sodas. Let's look at the evolution of soda size. When Coca-Cola was first introduced, it came in six-ounce bottles for about 80 calories. The 24-ounce bottle is now considered the norm, while the 800-calorie and 64-ounce Big Gulp are the choice of many Americans. That is 10 times the calories of the original. To put that into perspective, 800 calories represents more than one-third of the entire day's energy requirement for most of the population. Susan Roberts and her colleagues from Tufts University Nutrition Research Center recently visited 40 U.S. chain restaurants, including Olive Garden, Outback Steakhouse, P.F. Chang's, where they discovered a dish listed for having 500 calories could contain as much as 800 calories. The difference could easily be caused by a local chef heaping on extra french fries or pouring an extra dollop of sauce. With regard to satiety, Harvard nutritionist David Ludwig has shown that the composition of food has a significant effect on our consumption. His research demonstrates that teens, given high sugar, low fiber, instant oats for breakfast, consumed about 650 more calories at lunch than did their peers who were given the same number of breakfast calories in the form of more satisfying omelet and fruit. Finally, there's a commonly held assumption that healthy foods cost too much. This is simply not true. If you're looking at the cost for calories, then convenience foods win hands down because they contain a lot of calories. However, if you're looking for healthy nutrients, that's another matter. In fact, if you shop for store brands, 
buy in bulk, and look for produce that is in season, you can seriously improve your diet without spending more money. Sure, companies market chips, soda, and snack foods offer incentives to encourage you to buy their brands. Sure, they use attractive people advertising, and their packaging is designed to grab your attention. However, as I mentioned earlier, they're just doing their job, and they're good at it. In fact, in the last few years, the food companies have hooked up with data companies to zero in on specific ways to get us to eat and buy more of their products. We have to be smart enough to realize that these foods can be part of our diet, but should be viewed as a special treat and not everyday meals. As you can see, what we eat, why we eat it, and how it affects our health can be very complicated. I'd like to end this presentation with some information that may help you better understand healthy foods. When we look at vegetables, a healthy intake includes a variety of vegetables, especially those that have dark colors that are like green, red, and orange. Some examples might be leafy plants, peppers, cabbage, broccoli, beans, carrots, just to name a few. The U.S. style healthy eating pattern for a 2,000 calorie level is two and a half cups of vegetables per day. In addition, weekly amounts of each vegetable subgroup are recommended to ensure variety and meet your nutritional needs. As for fruits, whole fruits are also a part of the healthy eating pattern. The fruit food groups include whole fruits and 100% fruit juice. Whole fruits include fresh, canned, frozen, and dried. The recommended amount of fruits for the 2,000 a day calorie level is two cups per day. Although fruit juice can be part of a healthy eating pattern, it is lower than whole fruit in dietary fiber and when consumed in excess can contribute extra calories. When selecting canned fruit, choose options that are the lowest in added salt. And finally, a half a cup of dried fruit counts as about one cup equivalent of fruit. As for grains, a healthy eating pattern includes whole grains and limits the intake of processed foods with refined grains. This is especially true of those high in saturated fat, added sugars, and sodium, such as cookies, cakes, and some snack foods. Grains are either whole or refined. Whole grains combine the entire kernel, including the endosperm, brand, and germ. Refined grains differ from whole grains in that the grains have been processed to remove the brand and germ, which removes the dietary fiber, iron, and other nutrients. The recommended amount of grains at the 2,000 calorie level is six ounces per day. Healthy intake of dairy includes fat-free and low-fat dairy, including milk, yogurt, cheese, and fortified soy beverages, commonly known as soy milk. The recommended amount of dairy are based on age rather than caloric level and are two cups equivalent per day for children two and three years old, two and a half cups equivalent per day for children four to eight, and three cups equivalent per day for adolescents age nine to 18 and adults. Healthy eating patterns for protein foods are comprised of a broad group of foods from both animal and plant sources, which includes several subgroups such as seafood, meats, poultry, eggs, nuts, seeds, and soy products. Beans and peas are also considered part of the protein food group, as well as being part of the vegetable group. The recommendations for protein food in the healthy 2,000 calorie level is five and a half ounces of protein foods per day. Finally, although oils are not a food group, they are emphasized as part of a healthy eating pattern because 
They are the major source of essential fatty acids and the vitamin E. Commonly consumed oils are extracted from plants, which include canola, corn, olive, peanut, safflower, soybeans, and sunflower oils. Oils are also naturally present in seeds, nuts, seafood, olives, and avocados. The recommended amount of oils for a 2,000-calorie diet is 27 grams or about 5 teaspoons per day. As I stated earlier, each of us has a preferred fuel based on our unique genetics. Our job is to find those healthy foods that we enjoy and stick with them. Yes, holidays like Thanksgiving and special occasions will constantly occur. And of course, we all need some comfort food occasionally. But as long as we keep healthy food as our staple, we can minimize our risk of chronic disease and obesity. You simply have to get in the habit of looking at your food choices in terms of how they affect your health and well-being. This is Tom Fox saying, I hope this information helped and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Thanks.